joined in studio by Inspector Hedoni Waratini from the New Zealand Police. Uh, good day, Inspector, again. Kia ora, boys. How are you? Great. Oh, good. Merry Christmas to you. And to you. Uh, is, it, uh, is it illegal to drop doggy do <laughs> into somebody else's rubbish bin, Inspector? Um, it's not anything I'd be prepared to prosecute someone for, Simon, but if you're, apparently if you're in Auckland... Uh, you pays your money, you takes your chance. Inspector, yeah. we all trust you implicitly. Have you ever done it? Have I ever done what, Simon? <laughs> dropped one of your doggy doos, because I know you've got dogs. Have you dropped it in, in a rubbish bin that wasn't yours? Oh, we've got plenty of dogs in the police, Simon. You make it a dispensation, Simon. <laughs> you we've got dogs, dogs everywhere in the police. <laughs> yeah. Right, actually, yeah, what do you do with their ones when they drop them on the... I do nothing. Because <laughs> they've got handlers that look after that for them. Right, okay, good. Right, let's, uh, let, now if you've got a question for our inspector, 0800 80 10 80, or you can text your question, some people prefer to that, text your question to 9292. I've got about 15 minutes with the inspector. And before we get underway, you have got a couple of answers from last time you were on that we, we didn't get the answers to, but you've got them. Yeah, we had, cool. a, couple of, we had a couple of questions, uh, one relating to uh, discharging an air rifle near, in, in your backyard. Yep. Very clearly, I've looked at the Arms Act, uh, so it's it's illegal to discharge a firearm or an air rifle near a dwelling. So your backyard, oh. suburban street, that's that's illegal. And it's a common sense thing because you never know where the pallets are going to go and what's behind them. And if you're surrounded by houses and and uh, fences and neighbours, yeah. um, you get a bit of a misfire. And you've always got to be mindful of what's behind you. That's one of the yeah. rules when shooting a firearm. Um, the other one related to someone parking with their headlights facing forward, and I sort of talked about um, having, you know, at night having your reflector, your reflectors, so people could see you. Uh, there is a law for inconsiderate parking, but you've got to look at the circumstances. So there's nothing per se to stop you from parking either side of the road, either way. But at night, if you've got a truck or a trailer, you've got to have something reflective, especially if it's got a long load off the back of the trailer. Right. So just so we're clear, what we're talking about is. If you're parking on the left-hand side of the road and traffic is going to be passing you, mm. we were talking about people that actually park with their vehicle facing towards the traffic. Yeah, right? so there wasn't anything per se about that, but it's a called inconsiderate parking. Yeah, yeah. We we determine that under the circumstances. Sure. So that's interesting. And regarding the um, the air rifle, obviously you can't a uh, twenty-two or something. You can't discharge it on a, a private property, but mm. even an air rifle in an urban area. Yeah. So what would people have air rifles for then? Uh, to take to the country. So that's the, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. the only place you can you can really fire them from. Sound and like. and yeah. again, I mean, some of these air rifles that you can get these days are super yeah. powerful. They're super powerful bits of kit, and we've had cases, you know, of people lost their lives having been shot by uh, by a high powered air rifle. Okay, uh, Inspector says this text: um, When you head up north from Auckland, the traffic is so slow, and then when you get to the passing lane, it's restricted to 80 k's. The slow traffic speeds up, and then there always seems to be police cars at either end of the passing lanes. Why is that, says Jason? Uh, to make sure the manoeuvres are done safe, to make sure people are travelling at 80 kilometres an hour when they're passing. Right. Okay. Uh, that would be why. Um, the secret to that, Jason, is to not live there and to stay in the South Island. <laughs> Graham says on text, Inspector, regarding the air rifle, and this may be one you'll have to come back to us on, um, but or you may know, can you use a bow and arrow in your backyard, says Graham. I will have to come back. It's That's a, a, that's not a firearm per se under the Act, but that might be a restricted weapon. So uh, let me come back 
for that. Uh, obviously, you would like to get a role in the new Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, Amazon and I, I, I was just going to think about like a hunter's yeah. bow and arrow are really powerful. Oh, listen, a, a crossbow bolt or an arrow has way more velocity and yeah. than some firearms at that kind of a that kind of a distance. It's the phrase you often use about common sense would sort of spring to mind there, wouldn't it? Yeah, it does, definitely. Yeah. Mark says, this is a serious question too, Mark. Uh, Hi, Inspector. If the police come to your house for a door knock, can they jump a locked front gate and surround your house and um, come in through the back or yell at the back window to open the door, says Mark. Uh, it depends on the circumstances. If we believe that there's a serious offence either being committed inside or we believe that someone's in danger of uh, serious harm or injury or death, absolutely we can. Okay. I mean, okay. it depends on the circumstances and why we've been called there and why we're going there. Okay. Fair enough. Now, here's another question about um, regulations, I suppose. It says, am I required to give my phone number to police even after giving my driver's licence and address? What can happen if I refuse to give my phone number, which I believe is private property? So I th we've talked about this before, and, and when we stop someone for the purposes of uh, road policing stop, yeah. uh, it's to the reason we ask for details uh, relates to confirming identity. So that includes the phone number? Um, well, no, if you've given your driver's licence and it's got yeah. your photo on it, we can confirm who you right, are. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, the only other reason I think we'd want to is if we needed to contact you later for a specific reason. So... Um, again, I'm going to confirm that and, and come back on okay, it. But cool. if you've got your driver's licence and you confirm who you are and the reason for the stop, is, and the only reason we ask for those details is the, to confirm identity. Sure, yeah. And if you're given something that confirms identity, yeah, um, that should be sufficient. Yeah. Um, whether something's changed and we now lawfully require the phone number, but um, I'm going to show my age and say, when I was a young copper, yeah, um, we needed enough to be able to confirm who the person was that we're talking to. Sure. Because uh, from time to time, people do not tell us the truth. It's strange that. And also, you, would, you wouldn't go back far enough to the days when driver's licence didn't have a photo on them, would you? Or did, oh, sorry, okay. Uh, when I, yeah, I think I did. When I got my licence. The old licences that yeah, had, had no the photo old, on them. Yeah. They went from the cardboard ones to that kind of a plasticky yep, yep. one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great. This is The Beat with Inspector Hedone Wadatini from the New Zealand Police. We're taking your calls. G'day, Doug. Oh, g'day. g'day hey, so uh, the one for you here. So if you're travelling straight along the road and your indicator is indicating that you're going to turn left because it's stuck on and someone um, is basically going to pull out in front of you because they think you're going to turn left and they T-bone you, who's in the wrong? Um, if you're indicating to turn left and you don't turn left, we would probably have a look at why you indicated and you didn't. Um, so this is an indicator that doesn't turn off when it should. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean that in of itself is if you've got a if you've got a vehicle fault and you're driving, that in itself sort of says to us, well, you shouldn't have been driving your car to start with. So this is a brand new Mazda BT50, and my last one did exactly the same. So you suggest I go to Mazda and say you guys are producing a vehicle that doesn't meet the current roading. Um, well, if it, if it doesn't turn off and you keep going, I mean, firstly, it's going to be annoying to a whole lot of other people, and and, and your vehicle's defective. I mean, that that's a you know, that for me, that's a consumer thing, really. If you've yeah. got a if you've got a vehicle whose indicator doesn't doesn't turn off, that's more a, a consumer issue as opposed to a road safety issue. But um, you know, if you 
we have it all the time where you think you're going through an intersection and someone hasn't indicated and then they do turn. Um, so if you're indicating but you don't turn, um, yeah. But my, my advice to you, mate, is, is get, take it back to Mazda and get them to get them to yeah, rectify it for you. It's a Mazda-wide problem, by the way, so it's not just, uh, it's not just me. Uh, mm. So, yeah. Hey, and just, just a quickie, just on that air rifle thing. Yeah. Um, as I understood it, um, last time I looked at that, there was also a clause in there, unless it's been changed, that for an air rifle, if it was actually shot in a backyard in a safe manner, it was actually acceptable, i.e. that is backdrop and all the rest of it. Um, so has that changed? I think, yeah, um, I had a I had a look at the actual statute and it said it's unlawful to discharge a, a firearm or an air rifle in a backyard. I didn't go further down to see exceptions where it could be. So, again, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go back to the books on it. But it's pretty standard. You can't discharge an air rifle in your backyard. I think it's, it's standard, in but general. it's also common sense and you've got to be really careful. But, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go back. Okay. Uh, Wayne is with us. Good afternoon, Wayne. Hi, how are you? Good, mate. Thank you. What's your question, Wayne? Yeah, look, uh, every every day or so, a guy who lives on my street turns into the into the street we're pretty near the corner, and he he lights up the rear wheels and smoke pours out, and he leaves a big black strip along the um along the road. I'm just wondering, like, is it is that illegal? Is there anything that can be done about it? Obviously, it is 100 percent unlawful. Uh, it's called sustained loss of traction. It's uh, came in under. Uh, under a group of statutes, uh, the boy racer legislation from a few years back. So uh, you can ring 105 or you can ring Crime Stoppers if you want to remain anonymous. Um, details of the vehicle and the uh, license plate number um, and pass it through and then it'll come through to our road policing units and they can have a look at it. Yeah, I guess I wondered just because by the time I picked up the phone and called anyone, he's, he's going to be at home sitting down, having his dinner, Absolute. cars parked yeah. up, tyres are cold again. Um, but but we, we've had situations where we've had it in the past and um, we've got the information later and we've gone and interviewed the people and dealt with them later. So you, it can still be reported and dealt with. We don't have to be there at the time. And I did wonder because, I mean, I guess he's not breaking the speed limit, but the sustained loss of traction. 100%, yep. Good on you, Wayne. Good question, mate. Thanks very much. No worries. Cheers. Thanks right. very much, Wayne. Yeah, I had absolutely no idea. I mean, I I, I, I always just figured that, um, you know, boy races and stuff, that it was illegal because they were weaving over the road and that sort of stuff, but actually just deliberately spinning your wheels Smoking is, is them, in yeah. itself illegal. Yeah. Far out. Didn't know that. Well, Inspector, we've really enjoyed it. It's our last one for the year. Just before we go, of course, this is a horrendous time for police often, sadly, because there's just so many people on the road and, and tragically lots of accidents involving alcohol and speed when people are away on holidays. Is there is there anything you want to put out there? Yeah, it's a big time of year and um, don't want to come on and shake the stick, but there's plenty of, um, plenty of things happening this time of year that cause a lot of stress and pressure for people. There's financial strain, uh, getting presents, all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, enforced time spent with families and in-laws that cause stress and pressure. <laughs> Add alcohol into that. And in our, in our homes uh, at this time of year, it become quite a stressful um, time. So uh, for all of our listeners and your families, just take it easy, take a breath. Don't get too stressed out about buying the presents. Uh, if you're alone or you know, you're feeling a bit down, you can ring 1737 to talk to someone or ring a helpline or lifeline. If you're out on the roads... Um, 
Just get where you're going safely. Mm. That's the thing. Don't worry about getting there fast. Just get there safe. And also pay attention to everybody else around you too. Mm. So fatigue is a terrible thing. Drink driving, speeding, um, lots more people on the roads. Really just from all of us at the police, all my mates who've had a big old year and who've had a rough year, look after yourselves, uh, take a break, relax, refresh, and we'll see you all again next year. Beautiful. Nicely said, mate. Thank Very you. nicely said. One seven three seven. If you're yep. feeling overwhelmed, yeah. One seven three seven. Inspector Hironi Watatini, Phil and I have loved uh, having this time with you, and we look forward to seeing you in 2020. Been a so, real privilege, mate. We really look forward to next year. Uh, it's been my absolute pleasure to represent my amazing organisation. Um, if you, uh, the dynamic duo, does that make me Commissioner Gordon? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually the closest to Commissioner I'll probably ever get. So I'd go more the Joker. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas, mate. You too. Merry Christmas.